Welcome to the Afton Podcast. Today we're excited to introduce Tyrell Black, a talented Black Canadian performing artist and educator who specializes in popping and hip hop. With his belief that dance is communication, Tyrell has studied dances within and around the African diaspora, seeking deeper connections and life lessons through movement. As a performer and educator, Terrell has traveled the world sharing his passion for street dance culture and its truths. He's also the founder of Blackout, a project-based organization that supports aspiring artists. So sit back and get ready to be inspired by the incredible Terrell Black on the Afton Podcast. So you specialize in popping and hip-hop, which are dances emerged from African-American communities. How do you approach these dances as a Black Canadian artist? I think it's interesting, first off, like when you bring identity into the sector of dance because it is a creative space, but then when you jump into that uh, avenue of identity, you start to see a lot of traditions. You start to see a lot of past knowledge. You start to see a lot of keys to just life, really. And as I try to navigate those experiences, I'm conscious of the different traditions and different lessons and different histories um, that I can draw from in my in my creative expression. And as well as like just using that past knowledge to empower myself and those around me. So when you're kind of in the... The, the black space you know if i kind of get a little personal it's kind of a little challenging yeah being in toronto canada even though we are way more diverse than so many places yeah. uh, and i think people do a very good job on trying to open those eyes to everybody's walk in life in our dance community i'm not gonna lie is kind of uh, shy on the more um, black canadian side well like i would say definitely like we are at the minority um just day-to-day life and then i think also in the established dance businesses yeah are spaces that have been constructed within our community um which kind of is a little lame but you know like can't be mad because there's still space and that's a beautiful thing but yeah like for popping and hip-hop in particular that uh in my experiences uh it's just there's certain elements of the culture that need to be present Mm. and i think that's super important even though all these beautiful things are happening and i'm very grateful but it's just like sometimes they they miss the nail with their hammer can you expand a little more on things that should happen Um, in the dance community here yeah and and by the way this is all from your experience. The reason we do this podcast and the reason why we have multiple artists is so everybody can understand that there's a different perspective Absolutely. on things, right? So your perspective matters just as much as the next person who would be, I guess, Tara, who is a ballet dancer, mm. right? Um, it's, it's just different. It's just different. And like, mm-hmm. this is Afton. Anyway, mm. yes, please. <laughs> um, yeah, wait, sorry, question again. <laughs> no, it, it was just it was just expanding yeah, yeah. on, on what um, you were saying. Yeah, yeah. So, like, for example, in popping and hip-hop, um, again, my experience in Toronto, Canada, uh, is that there's two sides. So, technically, I'm a leader in the community. Yes. Um, and I help uh, 
coordinate with other leaders in the community to make sure some of these things happen. But I think if we just disregard that for a sec, like if we just disregard my contribution and uh, for example, people in like Black Fam, their contribution, mm -hmm. there's not so many spaces where just something as basic as like parties for dance communities are happening. You know, uh, clubbing culture in Toronto is greatly changed. Yes. You know, a lot of people just go to clubs to spend money, drink, and yeah. holler at a girl, holler at a guy. And, and no, like, you go to the dance floors and it's almost no one dancing. Yeah, that's true. Which is super painful if you're a club dancer. You know, um, ciphering, you know, ciphering is like the dance circle. Yeah, those happen in Toronto, but a lot of time it feels more of a presentation. Like, you'll show up to an event. And you'll see like, I don't know, like seven, eight, nine, ten bodies. They'll just go and stand in a circle and like, hey, you go. And it's like, <laughs> what? Like, that's, that's not Cypher. Like, you know, Cypher is more like if you were getting down and maybe I haven't had eye contact with you yet, but I'm like, ooh, what's going on over there? You know, mm. and then I get drawn to you. And then we start having like a literal exchange because either I'm admiring what you're doing. And then also I get connected. We start exchanging and then. Yeah everyone comes through after, mm. you know, it's like moments like that are missing. How do you approach these dances as a black Canadian artist? Mm -hmm. oh. um, so first off, uh, I think if I were to approach it in a serious context, like if I'm actually pursuing education and stuff like that, mm. um, I would need to find my elders. And I think that's a difficult conversation because mm -hmm. if you're on the outside trying to get in, you might not know who is the who to go to. Exactly. That's and, true. Yeah. So you kind of have to do some digging around. But if you catch a one-two dancer or you see a dance class or something, you can go. But I would always suggest that you ask the teacher who is the local elder you know, so that at least that way you can get connected to them through them. Mm. Um, not disregarding the class, of you course, know, but of um, you, you can always just jump into classes and and try your luck and see if you have fun, a good time learn something. But definitely try to find the elder, um, the pioneers. If we have pioneers local, for example, in the popping community, we have Tommy Stees, who was nice uh, or his real name, Tony. He was a prime mentor for me. And he taught me so many things just like within black culture that I feel like in Toronto, Toronto made those things difficult for me to acquire those lessons, like oh. to understand like brothership. Yeah. Um, something that you brought up, which was very interesting, is you were talking about like people who are knowledgeable and the way you brought it um, led to me thinking of okay they're like you'll you have this cultural root mm -hmm. um have vibe going on mm -hmm. right can you talk about a specific experience where you felt particularly connected to the cultural roots of the dances you perform so like for example within my organization blackout i facilitate many learning or educational events like dance workshops. Nice. Um, I try my best all the time to bring relative pioneers, OGs, originators to our community, um, just to share with our community. And for example, again, drawing back on someone, uh, Tommy Stees. Mm. He's just one of them, but because he's local, I just got to put him on blast. Like, nice. He, he helped me a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So all love to him. But there's just simple moments, you know, like, We'll be at the class and we'll be learning whatever. And then when the class finishes, like 
from beginning to end, we connect is just like true brothership. And like, mm. I look to him and draw from him as like a big brother role model, because I feel like in the dance community, he showed me uh, the doorway to a lot of things that I didn't recognize were absent. Like just, like I said, brothership, uh, the, the expression of like self-acceptance, you know, um, facing your hardships, being strong, you know, even just having mutual love for another dancer because like regardless of skill set like someone's yeah. still giving you their energy their effort their time their appreciation uh in these exchanges and like i feel like tommy just oozes this stuff mm. yeah so there's a lot of aspects that are that are life related yeah life related that, that, that make the experience of dance mm -hmm. very much interesting yeah and like in that environment it's not like and, and it's so cool because like having him as this big brother role model and then i guess if i'm like the middle child mm -hmm. and then like i have some of my students or people in black Elf fam who are also black canadians and it's like when we connect together it just feels like a full circle moment yeah. i'm just like oh dang big brother gave me this and then i'm passing on like my variation my story of of everything i've learned mm. and, and then they're getting and then they're getting it right back and then like they're getting hype from tommy and i'm just like yo this is so dope like and it's just the circle that keeps yo, going the circle keeps hey, going you know? hey, i feel I, mm. I love that i love that it's community mm -hmm. as well you know that's what brings it together it's very different from my art man mm. and i've said this before but like my art is just me and a den or, or just studio just mm. sculpting there alone most of the time unless yeah, i'm doing I like know. a collaboration with someone else but yeah for the most part it's a solo type of thing mm. and here and here and there um there's interaction mm. uh it's more when we are it's more when we are coming up with ideas or showcasing final products that mm. we come together but for the most part we don't necessarily do everything together yeah. type of thing. You mm -hmm. know, I, I feel like that's something that dance really has mm -hmm. going for it really well mm -hmm. is a sense of community and the sense that you're, you're never really isolated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and no, there's been points in my life, like when I've been traveling or just living outside of the city um at certain moments in my life and it's like yo you you feel like you're the only one <laughs> that, that's true though mm. but what about when you start dancing with people like say you don't you don't know say for instance mm -hmm. you go to i don't know bc i'm not mm -hmm. gonna say montreal because yeah, yeah. you know people there say <laughs> <laughs> so, so say you go to bc mm -hmm. right and there's a new community there and you're like okay i'm just gonna start dancing with them and you start dancing with them i i feel like mm. at the end of the day though you're mm -hmm. gonna be m most of the time of course there are times when you're like i i am feeling a connection mm. but most of the time you're gonna be like oh man that was hype i feel like connected with these people mm -hmm. type of thing do you do you get that or yeah yeah um I actually been to BC. Ah, damn <laughs> but it! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, you gotta get but me. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, like for example, like just in general, like you're saying, if, if it's places that I've never been before, like I go there and 
you dance and sometimes like even if it's just like out there on the street and someone who's never seen me um you know it, it there's a question that kind of lingers in the back of your mind it's like yeah you see me but do you understand me yeah you know i see mm. i see because you may be dancing with a certain thought in mind or mm. or a, th a certain theme in mind and someone may just come in and be like oh let me just jive mm -hmm. but it are you against that type of notion of a person being like, let me just jive? Or no, like I think something that's super key in dance is relativity. So yes. like bring that can draw from your own life. So if you're gonna be dancing, like make sure it is true to you. Like mm. always present your truth: the good, the bad, the ugly, the beautiful. It's the truth. Yeah, you know, draw on those influences and when you're presenting to people and if you even have the slightest question uh, of maybe this person doesn't understand what I'm doing in all times of doubt, just keep it simple, keep it simple, keep it simple. And as you start to have these simple exchanges, mm. it's going to be more playful as you start to feel that, that give and receive, then you yeah. kind of dial it up a little bit and you yeah. see like how far that measure can go, you know? And I feel like that's when you're going to get those really like holistic connections yeah um regardless if the person viewing you has never known anything about dance or if they're like a dancing expert mm. i like that mm. i like that i love the fact that you're like yeah just gauge it man yeah you know gauge and if there is a vibe go for it if, mm -hmm. if there isn't then just keep it simple yeah. you know um by keep it simple just just so i can understand here mm -hmm. you're basically saying you're not saying stop but like continue but just keep it real yeah. to yourself yeah so like for example i feel like again if you're presenting to someone who knows nothing complete day one admirer of dance everyone has their own version of a two-step you know you can just start there like if you don't have to pull out the wildest tricks like i think tricks are often overthrown you know, I think people think they're the answer to all things who are new to dance. Yeah. It's really not. Like, you can get a, oh, ah, you know, and, like, yeah. you might feel good. It might stroke your ego, but, no, nah, that person's probably not going to ride with you. Because if, <laughs> if you're, like, relying on a backflip. Yeah. And then homie next to you is like, I can do too. You're done. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But if you can dance and create, like, a genuine, like, interactive connection with someone by starting simple and then dialing up and coming down having conversation about it you can verbally speak if you wish so basically control to. yeah control. and understanding what you're doing not mm -hmm. not not just necessarily like moving to the beat but exactly. understanding the beat mm -hmm. and letting the beat move through you mm -hmm. type of thing i feel i feel mm. i dig that i dig that yeah and i think like just to add on that is like I think a lot of people are, for example, if you're street performing, they get caught up in the moment of like performance, performance, performance. Or if you're trying to dance with a guy or a girl, they like they're trying to do the right things, do the right steps, create the right vibe. No, it's like sometimes just, yo, calm your mind and realize you're having a beautiful moment. Yeah. You can correct me if I'm wrong, man, mm. um, at any point. But like at Thunder Square, there's the there's the guy he pops and like yo, he has the bucket. Stunts, bro. Yeah, <laughs> boy stunts. Yeah. Yo, shout out like, to stunts. Yo. I always make a joke. He's like, 
Yo, but for real, he's clocked in more street dancing time on the street in Toronto than anyone. anyone. Yeah. Stunts. Definitely. Shout out to you. Definitely. Um, like the control he has mm-hmm. there over himself. Like, as you were saying, I, I just want to give him an, as an example so I mm-hmm. can even more understand. Like, he has the bucket. Mm-hmm. You toss a coin in, mm-hmm. he'll do a move for you. Mm-hmm. Right? You, you shout, you do whatever he's still sticking with it yeah you know that's con- that's the control but rather than the yeah. money aspect i'm talking like shift that to emotion for instance but mm-hmm. even with him he's got control man yeah like he's not letting it go to his head he's like no i'm doing a performance mm-hmm. depending on what the situation uh brings forth type yeah of thing. like yeah yeah for sure like definitely he has his hustle and i respect his hustle but yeah, like just the the patience he has. Yes. You know, the commitment. Like I remember stunts when like I'm 31 right now. Yeah. I remember stunts when I was in high school, te- like young high school teenager. He was still out there. Really? And he's getting it. You know, all around the city, he is getting it. So I absolutely love the passion that he has. Yeah. Um, I've been able to work with him a few times, like on different sets and really? stuff. And every time I see him in Toronto, I'm always like, yo, stunts. And I got it. <laughs> and like he get, like he has so much love and we'll we'll exchange a few rounds. I'll jump on his dance floor with him. And yeah. Do one, two, we go back and forth. And yeah, he he's definitely in the moment. He is super aware of the energies that are passing by him. Mm. And he's mindful of those things. And he's conveying like context and story to so many people and at the same time like yo shout out to him because he is being so vulnerable with his he practice is. honestly he very much is mm. and he does it constantly constantly firstly the commitment mm-hmm. there and the ability to be like hey i'm gonna get up and do this mm-hmm. you know uh that's something that is very hard because mm-hmm. normally Normally, us artists, or speak for myself, mm. me as an artist, get into a vibe or get into a mix where I am sculpting, sculpting, sculpting as much as I can. Mm-hmm. And then I stop for a long time. Mm. Like like from listening to other um, artists come on and speak, consistency is what you need. Because mm-hmm. if, if you're consistent, whatever you do, it, it won't... It won't mitigate your skills. Your skill set or the quality of your work won't mitigate. It will actually grow mm-hmm. simply because you're constantly doing this activity and it gets easier and easier as you constantly do it. Facts. So something that would that would take you 10 minutes um, in the beginning would take you a minute now mm-hmm. to just get down and moving, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's really what's important consistency is what he has and i've mm-hmm. seen your work and consistency is what Jeez. you got going on um, so i want to i want to talk about overcoming creative challenges mm-hmm. uh that's a big one for me and also like talking about consistency and and that is a challenge mm-hmm. uh you've won numerous awards and have extensive experience as a dancer and educator can you share a specific project or performance that challenged you creatively? And how did you overcome that challenge? I guess I have like a smaller challenge and then a bigger challenge. Give me uh, both. Yeah, smaller <laughs> challenge, I think, is, for example, things that just happened like this weekend. Mm. Um, 
where you just pack up your stuff, you go to a next city, you know, and you're having a dance contest. And there's so much uh, skillful dancers in front of you. And you don't know what they've been working on. You don't know what they have in their arsenal. And every time you need to step against them, you don't know. It's very vague. It's not like your homie who you know everything down to a T and you yeah. can strategize against them. Like, yeah, building creative strategies in a live exchange of competitive dance is is difficult, especially if you don't know the person. If you don't know their skill level, you've never seen them before. Um, so I think that's something always that's um, interesting to gauge. That's really small, yeah. Um, but it feels relative for a lot of people. Um, and then something was bigger. Um, for example, uh, a pre-pandemic, I had worked with a, a very impressive individual named Jonesy D. Yeah. Jonesy D is kind of like the front runner creative mind behind a, a stage performance that goes around the world called Breaking Convention. And in Breaking Convention, he does like two aspects to it. He has one project that's smaller for the local people. It's mm -hmm. called Open Art Surgery. Nice. Where he directly works with these people in his own initiative for a week. And he's just building, 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 preparing street dancers for theater. Oh. So street dancers that's, don't. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's an interesting transition. Mm -hmm. So street dancers always being like doing things for themselves, you know, either in the competitive realm or in battle or, you know, just going through foundation or traditional moves or just for fun kind of things. And then when you take stage and it's just the gravity that he brings and like, he pushes you to to go internal and like just shatter every mental barrier you have, um, and it gets you it gets you doing a lot of weird things. Really? You know, it gets you doing a lot Give of weird things. Give me an example. <laughs> Give me an example. I need to know an example. Come on. Like for example, we <laughs> opened our show with this really like I don't even know how to explain this game because like for example, you know when you're a kid and you're like red light, green light. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so like. We had this completely unplanned entry to our showcase, um, which was like, it felt like eternity when you're on stage. But when you get into the creative mindset, it's so fun because he's a really good MC. You know, he'll go out there, he'll start moving everybody in the crowd. And then all of a sudden, he'll like bring the dancers on stage and he starts giving us objectives like walk, run, grab, fall, this, that, like, you know, and like Yo. you have to start like jumping on people and like manipulating around people. And you're trying to like, not get too far outside of your dancing context mm. but it's giving a lot of people this like backlog of story that they bypassed you know and yeah, yeah, and yeah. doing open eye surgery with him made me start looking inside about yo okay yes i'm doing popping yes i i studied hip-hop but like who is tyrell black you know and, mm. and 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 why do i choose to move the way i choose versus person a b and c and how do we come together you know and then when we did breaking convention like the actual thing that was done in uh it's meridian hall now but it was sony center back then yeah um when we performed there we had like auditions to get in and we got in my group at that time tense image shout outs to them um shout out but yeah it was it was uh it was a very interesting space because we had to go back into the lab and like hey yo the pieces we have are tight in the popping world but yeah. like now we're on theater like this is theater theater like people with artsy minds and abstract ways of thinking that's the thing man mm. it's like 
taking street dances and putting them in that scene is so mm-hmm. like I don't I don't even know. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm trying to envision the outcome and I can't. I need to see <laughs> it for myself, man. Right? Like a- like I feel like if you're like, okay, ballet dances, mm-hmm. I, I could see that because they're more targeted towards yeah, that, that type route. of yeah that type of performance right but then i feel like with street dances most of their work is impromptu i i I would think it is Mm. right i think it is impromptu um and you can correct me if i'm wrong having to rehearse certain things over and over and over again i feel Mm. like that would be a challenge on its own and if they could get through that challenge that's mm. just something groundbreaking and opens so many doors for them yeah i think uh, going through that process it was one of the lights that shined for me in terms of a lesson that i was already learning but i just wasn't aware of mm. and that it dances conversation and when i finally like came into that full epiphany of dance being conversation you can have both you know, like just how we're going off this, this conversation, it could be either completely improvisation. It's yeah. the exact same if you want to find your future partner outside or, you know, you want to go <laughs> ask someone on a date. Like you just, ah, okay, you know what I'm going to do it. And you yeah. just go up and you, you wing it or you have a, like a choreography, for example, or planned conversation. Mm. You're like, okay, I'm going to say da, 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 And then you go and you execute da, 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 da. Yeah. You know, and in, in the dancing world and in street dance, we have the exact same thing. It's just, um, I think a lot of people overlook that. Some people take advantage of that and, and it, it builds great heights for them. You know, like a lot of my mentors have have entered the the theater world and yeah. have been able to do incredible projects would you see yourself ever entering that world i would like to i would definitely like to but i think i would save that for a later mm. like for me i want to have more stories to tell you I know see. so i need to collect those stories first i see i see mm-hmm. what you mean in my own like inner view of myself i'm still too young in this so man's want to become a fine wine eh yeah yeah, yeah bro. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> yo, like i always joke around to my students like they're like yo terrell like what are you working on next i'm like yo the thing i'm working on is trying to be the most funkiest 85 year old person <laughs> like, like i just want, like for me it's longevity like i'm yeah. just trying to figure out how to like keep it going keep it going keep it going and feel good good. like Mm. that is the vibe that is the way to go hey if you're enjoying our laid-back chats and subtle humor consider subscribing to stay connected with amazing guests from the world of art film dance and music subscribing keeps you in the loop to ensure your creative soul stays inspired personally i subscribe but it's dealer's choice keeping it going you know there's always that notion of there's a hard block or there's a point in time where we just find that there's a wall we have to overcome mm-hmm. you know and that is basically creative block mm. every artist goes through this unfortunately mm-hmm. so are there any practices or habits you've developed that help you push through these walls these creative blocks um or overcoming self-doubt um life <laughs> yeah i think dance and life are the exact same thing yeah they're totally mirrored and i think after acknowledging that i was able to i guess so to say cater or no not cater manipulate 
my dance practice to help teach me life lessons. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, for example, I was, I'm not so much anymore, but, yo, if you met me, like, any greater time than seven years ago, I was shy. Really? Like, hella, hella, hella shy. Like, wait, what type of shy are we like talking about? Kid in the corner. Kid in the there, corner. Behind the like, tree. Yo, type of <laughs> like, I, like, I still danced and stuff, but yeah. it was like, yo, if you were to ask, like, just this situation. This would be a no-go oh for you. God. I would be like. Really? I mean, like, I mean, what? it's good. To, it's good to be nervous, though. Mm. You know, like when you, when you feel nervous about something, I feel like that's that's a sign that you're going through something new. And if you're mm -hmm. going through something new, then it means that you're breaking your own boundaries. And if Absolutely. you're breaking your own boundaries, mm -hmm. it means that you're going further in life. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, damn, I just came up with that right Jeez. there on the spot. <laughs> Lesson of the day. <laughs> Again, being super shy, how I was able to conquer that is like I forced myself to dance everywhere. Yeah. Like you would see me at Eaton Center as soon as the song comes on. Just, uh, hey. yeah, but like just even in the stores too. Or like I would mm. always try to do it like at the bus stop when I was young or in school hallways. And back then, like right now, when I say this, it feels like the softest thing. It's just like, dude, anyone can do that. <laughs> I'm like, bro, but you don't know how difficult that was for me to do that at yeah. that time and expose myself like that. That was so, some hard work, man. Yeah. So being able to do that. And now I'm at a point where it's like, I could do this anywhere. And then I, I realized that. And then I was able to transition it to my life. And I was like, dang, now I'm super confident in dance. I, I, I'm like still timid to talk to people yeah. i was like dang i was like i'm like no you know what celebration celebration in dance like when you have like a good celebratory dance like for example if you're doing like a line dance or something or a soul dance or you're just vibing with someone you want to cheer for them i was like man i could do all these like how do i engage with so many dancers when you say hey tyrell and i'm like hey <laughs> like, I, especially <laughs> like especially in your role right now as a yeah. leader yeah and then i was able to overcome that like again like in my teenage years um just by uh celebrating talking to one person per day i literally made it a goal and i celebrated the ish out of it to talk to one person yeah and it had to be like a random person couldn't be homie couldn't like i don't have i can't know you i just had to like go oh, hey what's going on and like Yo, I was like, ah, like trying to make this Honestly. conversation go on. Yo. And then I would turn around. I'd be like, I'd call my like my homie or my friend. I'd be like, yo, I, I just talked to, to the secretary. Yo. <laughs> They're like, Tyrell, that's such a normal thing. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's dope, yo. <laughs> like, yo. Oh, man. That's mm. like, I love that, man. Um, mm. I was I was a little shy as well growing mm. up. And like you telling me that it hits another level with me just because with this podcast as well mm. even even right now man like mm. i'm nervous mm. like from the first one i did to right now like i'm still nervous as hell mm. um getting it up getting it ready because at the same time it's like i'm giving information to people mm -hmm. i'm supposed to be coming from this point where i I'm like, okay, here's your information on this, um, on dance, on art, on film, on mm. music. But you know what I said? I said, no, I'm going to be real with it. I'm just going to, mm. I'm just, I'm just going to come from a place where I don't know, you know, Dope. I don't know. I, 
you telling me something, um, say for instance, you're like, oh yeah, yeah, you know, I just did a 180 in that Spanish dance class. I'll be like, mm. yo, what's that 180? Can mm. you explain what it is? Because mm -hmm. I don't know. And, and I feel like that's something that like would help me as well. Because if, if I were the facade of, I know where you're coming from. I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Then I'm not going to be learning from this as well, Facts. you know? So like, I understand because there's that vulnerability that you're dishing out to the world and and you're like mm -hmm. well i can look like a fool to you mm -hmm. but to me that's something it means so much yeah you, you said a good point in there and i i kind of always suggest this to my students or anyone just comes to me for like basic information is like yo state your ignorance yeah like just be open with it just like you're saying because like everything from there just like you're saying is the next step you're going exactly forward. and and it just clears the room you know instead of stepping on eggshells like trying to pretend like you know exactly. or oh, i have to do this correct or <laughs> someone's gonna shun me if i don't know the answer like nah man just say you don't know and <laughs> go forward it's like it only gets better from there honestly like mm. that's and that's the best thing to do you know it's just Ignorance is bliss and pride is the beginning of our downfall. Mm. The moment. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, where am I coming up with these things? Damn, like my mind's on fire today. <laughs> um, you went from saying just a hi to someone to to now being a leader, man. Like that's mm. like that's a very interesting transition. And at the same time, I doubt, like, for me, talking to you, it's like, okay, like, in my head, I'm like, yeah, it just happened like that. But mm -hmm. from your experience, you're like, nah, man, like, so much time and so much effort, so much dedication went to mm -hmm. all of this. And in the end, you became the founder of Blackout, right? So as the founder of Blackout, you, you're also involved in the business side of dance, how do you navigate the intersection of creativity and entrepreneurship? I feel like in my particular case, it was win-win. Mm -hmm. And why I say that is because I built my business around my passion. Yeah. Everything I know about, like, it was, the love for it was already there. I didn't have to step into a field where I was lost or trying to pick up the pieces. Um, I knew what was what, and it just took like acquiring the business skills. Those you can go out and you can learn. Like I just threw myself in a bunch of learning environments to get the P's and Q's mm. of, of business. Um, I had a few mentors as well who, who helped show me and present to me what good business looks like. Yeah. Um, for example, uh, shout out to B-Boy Pieces, um, who was the founder of Unity Charity. Nice. Um, yeah, like I got to shadow him and perform with him and just like kind of go around and see him do his his business. And Unity Charity um, at the time that he was involved was like, you know, one of the biggest not for profit yeah. um, vehicles that hip hop had in mm. in Ontario. I, mm. in, like we were in so many education systems. We were in so many um, like privileged spaces. You know, and just in show, and sharing and showing everything and just being able to learn from him. But kind of going back to my, my own uh, experience, it was like 
navigating business was just like, okay, how do I keep what I love going? Yeah. You know, and not just for me, because I realized there's other individuals out there like myself. And I just took certain experiences, like certain things I loved and certain things I disliked. And I started with Blackout. And that, I guess, the everyday citizen, Blackout looks like event management. Really? Yeah. I started facilitating a ton of events. In my yeah. first few years, it was like 20, 25 events a year. Oh, okay. That's either being pretty workshop, good. Yeah. Either workshops or uh, dance contests or just like different programs. Um things like this. And I knew I still needed to gather um, my own qualifications. Mm. So I just thought like, what would be the best learning environment? Let yeah. me get my money up and let me create that. Because I know as an individual dancer, I would want that. Yeah, you know, And that helped kind of eliminate the stress behind doing dance and business or my passion and business. But the only thing I think was was rather challenging was I feel business and culture are yeah. not the best of friends. Why Why is that? Mm -hmm. I have my own understanding of it, but I, I'd like to understand yours. Like, and then yeah. I could probably tell yeah. you mine. Like, I think every, every artist has their value. Um, if you're working with freelance people, I think every uh, activity has its limitations. If you're trying to elaborate on those in a in a business plan or something, yes. And culture is is such a touchy subject. You it, know, there's so many. Yeah, there's so many traditions that need to be upholded, and there's so many uh, tinier aspects that if those smaller little pieces are missing. It almost spoils the whole painting. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. like, imagine, or sculpture, for example. It's like, imagine you have a sculpture of like the upper of like a human body, but on one hand, sculpture. they're just, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I did that. Yeah. I made that. <laughs> it's right in front of me. <laughs> That's so light. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. There, there's two sculptures. Uh, well, mm. one bronze sculpture consisting of two thumbless hands and a heart. This, this is you perfect. can try lifting it. It's it's quite heavy. Ten, go for, go 10 for million one. pounds. <laughs> Lift like yeah. Okay. Get one of them. Oh my! Dude. Try getting the hand. This hand. Yeah. Ooh, bro. Yeah. I don't even want to damage it. <laughs> no, no, you're good. You're good. Like you can, That's you can lift heavy. it. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's quite heavy. What does that mean? Um, twenty three pounds total. Okay, jeez. Twenty three, I think. A little more than twenty three. That's bronze. Word. Bronze. yeah i feel like this is perfect for what i was just saying like for example for like, <laughs> like like i don't know the reasoning right uh on why but like why to like why the lack of thumbs um so the lack of thumbs is basically um it's basically the analogy of how like we're very careless when holding onto someone else's heart you know uh like dealing with this people <laughs> <laughs> so so like the th like our thumbs allow mm. us to do so much things right we're able to hold on to so much with ease mm. and we can have grips on everything on whatever we need so tight that like they're like for the most part they ain't gonna mm. they ain't gonna let go right mm. so we're sturdy with it but then like if you were to remove your thumbs out then like grip 
is very limited mm -hmm. and thus we have the ability of being a little clumsy so that is basically speaking out to how we like we can be clumsy with mm. other people's people's emotions thoughts and just themselves mm. you know so yeah yeah that's that's what that piece was this talking is about. so perfect for what we're just talking <laughs> about like yeah business and culture it business holds on to the heart like that yeah. you know like it's missing two thumbs literally 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 that, that's that's awesome man thank you so yeah yeah more more of the entrepreneurship yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah business and culture man like it, it's it's really in culture and in business, in business, you always gotta like kind of put a value on someone or yeah. value on time or energy, effort, things like this. And some people view their acts that they have to do in a cultural environment as work. And yeah. then it kind of just that alone spoils the space sometimes, um, depending on the individual. Um, but then in culture, culture is so free forming, it's so live, it's so raw. Um, even sometimes it could be like raw in a good way or mm. raw in like the messiest of ways, you know. And I think like, man, like they they're just they're not best of friends. No. Yeah. I I, I can that, see exactly yeah. where you're going with it. They're they're not simply because of how much like culture has a very inner mm -hmm. stance on mm -hmm. things, you know. Culture is not materialistic. Facts. it's about connection mm -hmm. whereas business is materialistic mm -hmm. you know you're 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 quantifying things mm -hmm. and like culture does not want to quantify things yeah so there there is that aspect i i feel you with that i understand exactly and, what you're talking about there. and like it's it's interesting too because like for example like when i throw events or something or like workshops or whatever it's like the cultural side will tell me certain information on how i should conduct that you know and and i i listen to all those things like either in my own experience of business and stuff like that or from words of mentorship or something like that but you know for example i bring a guest i want that guest to feel as special as they can i'm not gonna I, like in comparison where a lot of events will bring like five six seven eight guests mm. and and you just kind of mob out like ah oh, yeah we're all here cool but then like that can be a beautiful situation yeah but then also i've seen and heard some people like ah yeah i'm just a guest these other six people are also they don't feel like that special and i feel like just when i heard that a few times from from the individuals that i heard it from i was like dang I was like, I don't want you to feel like you're just one of the yeah, pack. Like, I, yeah. like even though one of the pack sounds kind of cool, but I want you to feel special. Yeah. Like, yo, you, everything you've been doing, we're here for you, mm. you know? So I started doing a lot more like individual workshops. And when I bring people to the city, like really put them on blast, hype them up for the, like the credits that like and qualifications that they deserve. Yeah. I try my best in the business realm to give them their value. I ask them, what's your value? I try to be as polite as I can. I try to make sure that that exchange can happen. Um, and then at the same time, like, I think when you're in this entrepreneurship and you got to like sell things, when money comes into the conversation. It's like, you want to price things at, at, a, at a safe yeah. kind of quadrant, you know, you don't yeah, want to like, I know, I know. I know. Cause everyone's like, oh man, like this event is hype. It's free. And it's like, 
yeah, if there's a budget, you know, it's like, exactly, you know, yeah. it's like, or like, yo, they're like, what? This workshop costs this amount? Like, did you see who's there? Like, you know, and then like trying to be somewhere in between where it's as accessible as culture can be, but also creating that lock and key to the door where it's like, hey, you, you really got to you know, like get yourself into this space. Yeah. Like the door is here. We're showing you, you know, yeah. but you have to invest some way somehow so that this culture can still keep rolling. Yeah. Um, in its public sense. I feel like that's tricky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, yeah. You're you've really opened me up to that. Yeah. And thinking of that, um, I'm going I'm going to take culture and put it mm -hmm. on the side mm -hmm. for a sec. Yeah. I'm just gonna take about an artist's worth yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and put it into the picture right um especially like artists worth as freelance mm. right so we're always like how do we how do we price our work you mm. know how, how do i give how do i tell someone my time is worth xyz amount you mm -hmm. know and and that's really tough because mm -hmm. you're quantifying something that for the most part, speaks to you emotionally. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how do you quantify that? Yeah. And what what do you do mm -hmm. in, in order to get to that point? And I'm going to ask you, how do you quantify that? Um, mm -hmm. Having culture aside and yeah. putting. Yeah, yeah, culture aside, I think uh, if an artist is making a decision to become a working artist and they have to give themselves that value, that price point, so that they can survive day-to-day -day life uh, and thrive forward. We need that bread money. Yeah. You know, I think um, you got to first evaluate where you are. You know, are you, like, are you young that you're still living with your parents and stuff like that? Or are you older and you mm. have, like, three kids or something? You know, wife, whatever, <laughs> bills. Like, yeah. you know, wherever you are there or in between or even more overblown, you have to gauge those things. Because those things need to get paid for, mm. you know, because you're responsible. And it's like, okay, take that rate and, you know, pretend in the perfect sense of like a beginner. It's like, what if you got two gigs per month? Like day one beginner. Like if you could land two gigs per month, could you pay X, Y, Z? If you're like, yo, Tyrell, I got to I gotta pay like, uh, let's just easy number. Like yeah, uh, yeah. 2,000. You're like, I need 2,000 a month. But you're a day one beginner. You tell me you're gonna charge a thousand for occasion. It's like, good <laughs> luck. Like, you know, in that sense, like I would even tell the artist, like, hey, like let's start at an even better spot. Like mm. your confidence. Mm. Like let's start a confidence. Let's start a self love. Let's turn to respect. Like, do you enjoy what you do? Do you feel good about what you do? Mm. Like, can I like? flip the script on you and you're like yeah i know my stuff tyrell okay cool do you love what you're doing you know because once you put a price on what you're doing if you like it or not it will excite you maybe in the beginning and it would also ruin a lot of things for yep, you that's true yeah so i think a lot of people forget that they're like yo it's my passion i'm gonna do this like full time and i'm gonna okay yeah <laughs> it's like okay <laughs> <laughs> i love how you just what? like yeah okay, yeah, go, okay go for it go, go for it. it i think like the real the hype about that is when you can get enough respect, self-love and self-worth mm. and confidence in your field 
and you don't have to work as frequent, but yes. you can still pay your bills. Yes. You know, so I would I would encourage the new person to consider the long term of where they want to be. Yeah. How much they want to be with that dog energy trying to survive <laughs> through like a hundred videos a week and stuff, you know, like that like it's good now, but yeah, yeah consistency consistency like do you have that mentality to keep it consistent mm -hmm. and that willpower yeah. yeah that's the big question and a lot of people forget the neighboring activities yo like for example like just this podcast like this is your child you know yeah and it's like a lot of people don't recognize the email detail you're sending the reaching out the networking the figuring out what's going on you yeah. know outside of your your studio here it's like and and i think too like just making baby steps you know mm. like figure out what you like you're saying like yeah like i get it this is your goal of what you want to do down the road but it's like what does that look like like for example a lot of people come to me and be like oh terrell um i want to start running classes I'm do like, you know how it is to run yeah, a class yeah it's like <laughs> dude, yeah it's like yo can like okay stop right there i get you even like if if they're unqualified yet like if they admit that they're unqualified and they want to aspire to get there and it's like okay cool go to the park and start with each one teach one <laughs> like just <laughs> just call up a homie and when that exchange allows for it drop a little gem on them mm. from your life experience don't try to be the freaking reference book of all time like yeah no like yeah. that's just not gonna happen and they're gonna catch you on your bluff you know yeah. so it's like get better at those people skills and just try to add those little tweaks those little comments for zero you know and then when you do that enough someone's gonna come back to you and be like hey yo that lesson you, you shared with me yo i've been working on that yo look what i got now and you're like ah, you know that's hype then it's like okay you know and after you get your shoes a little dirty in the mud and you go through that you're gonna realize like hey i can do this at a bigger scale yeah you know not like huge but okay let me let me make a baby community steps, class baby steps let me yeah. make a community class like again i'm gonna go down to the park and I'll just like drop a flyer on Instagram, be like, yo, you know, every Sunday, one to three, catch me there. Mm. You know, you want a little lesson, one, two lesson, we'll just run a class, you know? Yeah. And that way you get the you get the experience of no longer having a one-on-one. -on -one. It's like, oh dang, everyone pulled up here. I have a responsibility now. That's true. Yeah, because so many people crash first time. Like, <laughs> you know, they start talking all wild. They try to reference everything. They try to show the most. Oh, yeah, do man. this, do this. One, two, <laughs> one, two, guys. One, two. No, no, you're doing it a little wrong here. Look at me. Look at the way I do it. One and two. <laughs> I, I feel, I feel like mm. there. Everybody just wants to be a leader. Yeah, you know, without acknowledging other people around them mm -hmm. and i feel like to be a leader you have to you have to understand and acknowledge the people around you and also involve them mm -hmm. let let them involve their mix of things yeah and you like you as a leader have to like okay they they're an ingredient they're like a pepper mm -hmm. and then another person is um carrot and another person mm -hmm is mushrooms and you as the leader i feel are not necessarily supposed to just like bring a dish from outside mm -hmm. you know you're not supposed to buy a takeaway mm -hmm. now you're supposed to get all these guys all these ingredients mm -hmm. you're supposed to chop them finely 
and add your own seasoning to it mm -hmm. and then you have a meal exactly that all of you could share together mm -hmm. but if you're just buying takeaways bro so you um can you share a specific experience where you felt particularly proud of a student or group you worked with uh yeah with uh without uh naming names because this particular individual is a yeah, youth yeah um so i'll just don't don't get there. their yeah, yeah. heads up yeah, yeah they're, they're <laughs> young man. um so proud of this this person i've been teaching this person for maybe two years now from in-person probably 65 percent of that time and then the other wow. obviously through a pandemic was online and all that other stuff but this individual like i watched this young individual go through so many uh, defining moments just being a young person mm. and it was such an interesting space to kind of handle that engagement of like whoa this this young person really looks up to me like a big brother Mm. like they're asking me life questions they're asking me how to get better in dance i'm trying to give them all the the critical information that they need to build forward but it was so cool because like after time i saw this person's well not even after time it was pretty early i saw this person's mindset shift oh. and and no but in a good way yeah like in yeah. a good way they really wanted to chase the maturity of art and i was like dang I'm like, why are you so deep? You're so young. I'm like, that's <laughs> amazing. Like, holy. And they're like, I want all the information. I want all the knowledge. I want to be wise when I grow up. Like, I want to like, and I was just like, dang, I'm like, that's crazy. You're not like most people are like, Tyrell, I want to win the contest. How do I win a contest? This person's mm. like, yo, Tyrell, I want to be rich with experience. I'm like, dang. I'm like, that's, that's this person, whoever, whoever <laughs> you are, ah, bro, like you, you're going to make it in life because mm. You chasing knowledge. Knowledge is power, man. And and this individual, oh my gosh, throughout like they went from knowing nothing about popping when I first met them, and then within the year, already winning their first competition. Wow! Already getting to travel with opportunity, wow. angry battle guests. Wow! Next thing you know, they start winning like crazy. And I was just like, yo, let's go, let's yes. go, let's go, and. Then there was a youth battle uh, in their country that this person was able to, I almost said the name, they were able to judge for, for youth, like among youth. I'm like, yo, that's wow. amazing, you know, and they're traveling, the person, um, I brought the person here as well, and they were able to make an impact and also learn a ton, you know, so super proud of you like hearing the story, you already know who you are. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, big deal, big deal. Um, and it's just, I think the the maturity is what made me so proud because usually a lot of people come with very surface level mm. goals. And when they have those surface level, uh, surface level goals, it's not to discredit those, not that we all don't have those, you know, but um, it was just fascinating, really mm. fascinating to see someone chase more culturally deep goals. You that's know? good. At such a young age, I'm like, man, that's, that's crazy. And yeah. And the cool part, too, is that even my mentors who saw me, like, when they got to meet this individual, they was like, yo, you got one here. You got yeah. one here. And I was just like. And that's good. I man. was like, that's the confirmation right there. And yeah. 
and it was, it was such a emotional moment for for every one of the three of us how like, how is it when your mentor meets your mentee yo, Me- mentee yeah i guess mentee yeah like <laughs> like what goes through in your in your heart when you're like mm. these two are meeting yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like what's happening it is so fun like yeah it's so fun but at the same time i'm not gonna lie there there is a little bit of like curiosity before because bringing your mentee like when do you bring your mentee to bring to your mentor you know that's like because when i go to like my big brothers or my big sisters in in the dance world it's like i'm not bringing anyone to them (laughs) like what (laughs) you're gonna smack me upside the head like (laughs) no like i I, I made sure that like this person was representing themselves the best they could. They were really about what we were doing. They're committed. They're mm. hungry, you know. And then I'm just like, let me connect the dots so that you see how this whole like tree grows, you know, yeah. straight from the source, the soil, the roots, and now you just being a, a leaf that's eventually gonna have like have a seed, and, you know, stuff like this. Like, yeah drop and have your own tree you know um it it is a special moment it's a little bit of pressure it's like i, I feel like, like it's oh, dang. like yeah there's just so many feelings going mm-hmm. on because you don't want your mentor to be like yo who, who are you bringing to me here? like who is who's this trump who is over this? here <laughs> i don't know because the work you've put in yeah. you know and you're like i'm so proud of this person mm-hmm. you know so yeah. there's that not not to like kind of like sound like i have eco or something but like yeah. something that was a new uh in i guess internalization for me was that some of my mentors that i've been um around and stuff throughout my time in the last few years like i say last two three years they're all pushing me now in a sense of like yo like little bro you got this you you know how to do it yeah do it you know like look what you've brought and i'm like oh dang dang, dang." like like, all these compliments and i'm just like but at the same time each of those compliments is like thousand times gravity of weight like like dropping on me i'm like dang you know and it's like cool and kind of not to go off randomly but i felt like this super heavy gravity uh, of responsibility during pandemic i had the opportunity to travel to egypt oh nice yeah nice. oh my god egypt so beautiful yeah yeah gotta try that so sometime. beautiful oh my gosh and i connected with um one of the homies that i had just met his name is yad he's now in calgary with his wife um, mm-hmm. doing great dance things but before that he lived in uh in Egypt, in Cairo, and he connected me to the dance community. We did some workshops, and I got to meet some special individuals there and connect with them. And then I would say, like, it was so intense when they told me, they were like, yeah, no one has really come here to formally educate us on popping. Wow. And I was like, I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, we had, like, one, two individuals who came. They did a performance. But they didn't teach us. They did a judging showcase or judge. Oh, jeez. They did like a little class, but it wasn't like formal education. Like I was there a month and we were like just doing so much. Mm. And it was like, yeah, when they were telling me that and then they always messaged me and this and that. And they're like, 
like I see everyone in the class writing every word really? I'm saying. So I was like, whoa, like, yo, Tyrell, okay. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I was like, I, I felt in that moment, like the amazing opportunity, but then also I had to be so careful over every single vowel that comes out my mouth. Yeah. You know, because I'm like, yeah. Yo, I'm carrying the culture right now. And if I slip up, this could be the most toxic colonizing <laughs> thing for this community. You know, and I'm like, I don't want to go that way. Uh, so yeah. I'm like, yeah. let me make sure I say the important factors, even if it sounds like I discredit myself. Yeah. That's you know, true. so I'm like, guys, this is where I'm at in my journey. You know, I'm still learning, but here is the information that my big brothers and sisters have blessed me with. Mm -hmm. Contact these people. We can keep training. I can get you to where you need to be, you know, in sense of like every time I'm teaching, I always tell everyone, I'm like, yo, I want you to be better than me so that you can whoop yeah. my butt. Yeah. And then that inspires me to be better. Yeah. You know, so we have a like minded goal yeah. <laughs> from the beginning. I like you know, it's like, like that. Yeah. You know, so I'll just, I don't, I don't have any secrets. Like, so many times in my craft, I've been told in the business realm, hey, don't tell them everything. And I was mm -hmm. like, eh, no, forget yeah, that. Yeah. Like, what? like, screw gatekeeping, man. Yeah. I was like, like apart from yourself, well, mm -hmm. what other resources in the city do you think people um, starting to get into, into popping and hip hop should definitely take advantage of? So again, so starting, if you don't know anyone. Like, if you're day one, you're lost completely, find someone, you know, it could be anyone, you know, yeah. from that point, uh, exchange with that person, figure out where the elders are. Once you learn where the elders are, go find them, coordinate a time if they have a class, if you need to make a private, if you can just message them, have a video, Instagram call, whatever you can, contact them, ask them what is the, the crucial bits like if you could just something like without taking too much of a time you know just be like hey what should i do i'm day one i want to learn this okay cool they'll suggest something to you with that information you try to ask also where is the community you know is, is it at this dance studio is it at this park is it at this uh, uh community center is it at um you know, like, and you try to find all the little addresses, you know, yeah. and, and you just pull up. Is there a Facebook group I should know about? You know, for example, we have one, uh, yeah, uh, give it, GTA please. Poppers nice. on Facebook. If you're still a dinosaur and still on Facebook, you know, so <laughs> some of you aren't even on Facebook anymore. What's Facebook? <laughs> What's Facebook? Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Meta, right? Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, yo. Jeez, geez, geez. we're dinosaurs now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah yeah well yeah you know and then like okay what chats i need then you get into those places you go you you talk to those people once you know who's who okay cool cypher mm. have dancing exchange try to dance with a guy a girl try to dance with your friends in a mingling fashion you know like yeah. connected dancing cool go to the little house gathering if you're invited you know <laughs> go yeah. to the the party if it's safe you know go to these different um local gatherings if you're able to mm -hmm. you know if there's a contest attend if there's a performance attend if you're gonna take it to the theater you got a couple extra bucks go watch the show you know like 
get involved. This if you see someone shooting a video and they're open to having anyone in their video, like, hey, can I jump in the video? You know, like just do all of it. Yeah. Because I think too many people just want to learn dance. They go to Google. Where can I learn popping? You know, or popping dance class, mm. and then they end up at you know Underground Dance Center. On Google in Toronto, they're pretty much killing it. Underground Dance Center. You have a couple other studios like Studio North, uh, Dance Life X. Mm. And a lot of times they go to the class and they think once the class is over, my dancing experience is now over. Mm. And I should just build up to whatever happens in the class. Like mm. that is entirely incorrect. Like every time in my class, I'm like telling everyone in my class, like, hey, this class is to prepare you for out there. Yeah. <laughs> So and then I always remind them the things they could do out there with mm. other people. I'm yeah. like, there's so many beautiful people around us. Engage with them, you know, and learn how to converse through dance, mm -hmm. which is the whole point of dance. Yeah. You know, it's like, yo. So it's like I, I would definitely encourage people that like for people who are listening who are dancers, contests might appear like the main platform for popping for hip-hop and some other street dances as of now mm -hmm. but that's just because of dance business yeah dance business has done so well at projecting the dancing contest to come to the forefront of community activity I see. it's not the main activity yeah. of the culture yeah there's so many other things that are very very important and very crucial to your learning uh, journey or your experience that you need to partake in because someone for example they'll buy into the business uh, promotional material they'll go mm. to the contest you know have a good time but they'll shape their goals around the contest mm. and mm -hmm. if you really understand contests and if you love the oh like this person was versing this person it was so heated it was intense and ah uh, if see. you like conflict learn to debate with your dance and go challenge someone. You can challenge someone respectfully. Like, hey, dancer A, I think you're really tight. Can we do some rounds? I want to learn from this. Mm -hmm. Or see where I gauge. Cool. You have a friendly little exchange. Maybe you take an L. Maybe you catch a W. If you take the L, it's not a loss. It's a lesson. You yeah. ask them, like, man, how did you smoke me? Oh, da 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 And you're yeah. like, oh, okay, weird notes. And then it's like, from there, you get to grow forward. Or some people have conflicts. Mm-hmm. And a battle is a great way for conflict resolution, you mm. know? So if you just got a, a beef to squabble with uh, another individual or there's dislike between you two for whatever reason, you don't need to throw hands. You don't need to get rowdy like and all that, that. stuff. You know, yeah. Leave it on the dance floor, Yeah, you know, and just solve it that way. If it goes like, like 10, that. 20, 30 rounds, you know, <laughs> and you let it out, you know, yeah, at the end like of the day, that. you guys give each other daps and you, and you walk your, your road, yeah. you know? I, at the end of the day, you just left being happy. Yeah. You know? And Unless you lost. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm playing. I'm playing. That's hilarious. It's a lesson. But yeah, man, no, at the end of the day, you just walk out being like, holy hell. You know? Yeah. And you, you end up appreciating someone else's techniques. And, mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, I can't, okay, they did this a little better. How do I, mm -hmm. how do I utilize this? Mm -hmm. You know? How do I um add it to my basket of Facts. ingredients so Facts. i could get better yeah. yeah man at the end of the day we're yeah. all learning and it's mm -hmm. all learning experience and that's what yeah. i love yeah. yeah and there's there's one more thing too to like backpack on this this whole point it's like 
for example, someone might be great at contests、mm. and they think that's because they're a great dancer. No, you're a great contest dancer. It's like, it's niche, it's、yeah. a niche skill,、mm. you know? So, being able to do well in contests, it's because contest has strategy, it's a game. And、mm. when you learn how to play the game with your dance,、mm-hmm. then you can do really well. But if you take that skill and you go over to, say, partner dancing、yeah. or Like having a soulful exchange with a girl or a guy, how are you supposed to do that? If you're someone who's like competitively driven and you're trying to catch a vibe with a woman, like how are you gonna do that if、yeah. you're always in her face trying to compete with her? No, this, you need an entirely different set of skills、yeah. to engage with that person. Likewise, if you go to a cipher, you know, the dance circle, if you're, if you're walking in that cipher and you're just trying to like vibe with, Uh, like dance upon every person、uh, mm. on the outskirt of the, the cyber. It doesn't make sense. It's like, yeah, that's so true. It, so these are all different skill sets, you know,、yeah. performing different skill sets. So it's like, even when you're dope at the skill set, does not mean you're a good dancer. I like that. 